Hi there, I'm Bree. I'm Bree. And thank you for listening to the Creepcast. If you want to share any stories or fun facts about topics we've t- discussed on our podcast, you can email us at the.creep.cast18 at gmail.com. And if that cramps your style, we also have Twitter, which you can find us under at castcreep. Both C's are capitalized. We also have Instagram. <laughs> find us on the gram at the Creepcast, all lowercase. We also have the Facebook, because who doesn't have Facebook? And if you, you don't, us. you're a serial killer. I mean, serial killers have those too. I'm getting off Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> but our Facebook is The Creepcast with Brie and Burr. And we also have a website where you can find the link to all these lovely things and our Patreon, which is thecreepcast.podbean.com. Yeah. Thanks again. Oh, yes, it's Ladies Fright. We tell spooky stories and try to figure out what about them makes them so scary. Using personal anecdotes, psychology, and sociology, Lauren, Maggie, and Jackie dive into urban legends, ghost stories, and other tales that give us a good fright. Because this is Ladies Fright. Oh, what a fright. Find us wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm not a whore tonight, bitches. <laughs> Apparently Austin has a single shirt with not a scrap of red on it. It's from his days of before he was a whore. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to get one in. But hi there. I'm Bree. I'm Burr. And welcome to the Creepcast. Yay. Where we have to think of a new theme because Austin's not wearing red, so we can't slut shame him. It's the rule. But who knows? He's a slut man. (laughs) (laughs) No more man slut is a slut man. (laughs) You can no longer call anyone a man slut. It's the rules. Now you say slut man and only slut man. Well, they can have stripperella. They can have slut man. (laughs) Mean mood. I mean, look at OnlyFans. Literally. Well, no, and that got fucked up because... Of that other chick. Yeah. Whose name I shall not name. Not out of respect for her, but because I'm irritated. <laughs> oh, I just can't remember her name. It's Bella Thorne or whatever. But it's just like... And now there's restrictions. People were making livings off of that, and then you restricted it. They restricted, like... How much be... you get paid, like, how many times you withdraw a month. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. I think you would only do one a month, and then you could only make up to a certain amount, like, per tip. Like, they put a cap on how much money they can make. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. They claim it's not anything to do with that, but that's a lie. But anyways. I'm just shocked that she got to keep all that fucking money. I'm sure she has can afford lawyers. Yeah, but, I mean, she made, like, $2 million. Yeah, in, like, three days. It's bullshit. I have no idea who you're talking about, but off train traffic enough. Yeah, I know. I was like, speaking of OnlyFans, let's talk about this week's topic. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like an OnlyFans account. Pretty, <laughs> we're not talking about capitals. <laughs> no, but it's like, I don't know. I feel it like. It's not like having an OnlyFans account. <laughs> In the slightest. I feel like the the person who controls the golem is the person and then OnlyFans is the content that, you know, does whatever they want or whatever. I don't fucking know. It's an OnlyFans account. I've decided. (laughs) Tell me more about this OnlyFans. (laughs) People like make money and stuff. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
I don't know. I've never bothered with those kinds of it, things. It's, it's, I don't have any you're skills. You're paying for a real amateur porn. Majority of it. Yeah, I was going to say it's not all that, but most of it for sure. Especially like in a time like these. Come on. I shouldn't say, no, we're not supposed to say whores. I can say it jokingly at Austin, but I can't say it about real women because that's bullshit. They're sex workers. It's a job. You don't make any money, so <laughs> we can make fun of you. <laughs> <laughs> from sex working, not from, <laughs> from actual, from your job working. I can still make fun of you. <laughs> but I digress. What is a golem, you may ask? <laughs> I always joke that I'm like I don't joke that I'm gonna start an OnlyFans account because it's just like I just don't have an applicable skill, so I'd have to do sex work, <laughs> and I'm not that confident in myself. So you could just take pictures of your feet, apparently. Yeah, there's feet people out there, I, but that's the thing. I never understood I that fetish know. at all. I don't all. know if my feet are nice. Like, are my feet that's something? Not, you're not to judge that. That's mm-hmm. for the feet people to judge. I don't know, but that's exactly. I'm, I don't know who to ask. The feet people. I know, but I'm not sure if I know any feet people. What is she going to do, Austin? Just post it online, like, everywhere? <laughs> Woman looking four-foot like person for questions about like, fetish. <laughs> like, if you had to have these feet, would you like them? <laughs> my, like, on a level shit. of one to ten. Are my feet, like, in it? Like, a ten is good. <laughs> <laughs> Am I at least a seven? It's on my feet. They're pretty. <laughs> I just got a pet of your guys. Make sure I make paid good money for it. <gasps> Anyways, what is a golem? <laughs> Y'all are ridiculous. We keep, we keep getting so sidetracked. Well, we know where Bree's mind is today. Feet? I just, feet. <laughs> I'm confused and concerned. <laughs> what is a golem? <laughs> In Jewish folklore... A golem is an animated anthropomorphic being that is created entirely from an inanimate... Yeah, whatever. That's how you say it. Okay, good. It just sounded weird. (laughs) (laughs) I was saying it too fast. (laughs) Anyways, inanimate matter, usually clay or mud. The word was used to mean amorphous, unformed material in Psalms and medieval writing. The most famous golem narrative involves Judah Loban... Bezalel, Zalel. There we go. Bezalel. Uh, the late 16th century rabbi of Prague. Many tales differ on how the golem was brought to life and afterward controlled. Accor- uh, according to Moment magazine, the golem is a highly mutable metaphor with seemingly listless symbolism. It can be a vic- victim or a villain, Jew or non-Jew, man or woman, or sometimes both. Over the centuries, it has been used to con- connote war, community, isolation, hope, and despair. Going on to history. Earliest stories, the oldest stories of golems date to early Judaism. In the Talmud, uh, tractate Sanhedrin uh, 38b, Adam was initially created as a golem when his dust was kneaded into a shapeless husk. Like Adam, all golems are created from mud by those close to divinity, but no anthropo- uh, anthropogenic? Sure. anthropogenic golem is fully human. Early on, the main disability of the golem was its inability to speak. Sanhedrin 65b describes Rava creating a man. He sent the man to Rava, uh, Rav Zira. Rav Zira spoke to him, but he did not answer. Rav Zira said, you were created by the sages. Return to your dust. So essentially, and well, I guess I, I'm going to wait to talk about more 
because I was going to reference the movie I watched and the inspiration for this episode, but it's going to be mentioned in pop culture, so I should wait. <laughs> I'm a little disappointed because I have I have facts and things. Like, I wish there was a movie about all the mythical beings that, you know, we talk about because then I could just watch a movie before and then feel like I kind of know what I'm talking about. Instead of me being like, this sounds weird. Let's do it. You sing sound like Kikyo. Yeah. Oh, shit. I totally get that vibe. From Inuyasha. Duh. Well, they had some, her but ashes you, are you're some... reading forward. I don't know what this is. I, I'm clueless. Oh, excuse me. Maybe I'll explain later then. <laughs> <laughs> if we remember to talk about it. Austin, remember. <laughs> All right, during the Middle Ages, uh, passages from, ooh, I forgot that one. Uh, Sefer Yetzirah. Thank you. A book of creation were studied as the means of cre- to create and animate in a uh, golem. Golem? Yeah, golem, I think. Okay. Um, although there is little in the writing, the Jewish myth- mysticism. Mysticism, yep. Yeah. Uh, that supports the belief. It was believed that golems could be activated by an ecstatic. Static. Dad, we were like really happy. Like, <gasps> I guess I don't know. Like literally. Oh, okay. Uh, by an ecstatic experience, included by the uh, ritual, ritual, ritualistic. Thank you. Use of the various letters of the he- Hebrew alphabet, forming a shalom, shem, shem. Yeah. Um, any one of the names of God, wherein the Shem was written on a piece of paper and inserted in the mouth or the forehead of the golem. A golem is inscribed with Hebrew words and some tales. For existence, some uh, versions of Shem and uh, Prague, as well as in Polish tales and versions of the Brothers Grimm. Uh, Such as the words... A met. Which means truth in Hebrew. Yeah. Because she just said it. <laughs> Written on their forehead. Uh, the golem could then be deactivated by removing the alf. Yeah. And X looking symbol. Yeah. Because I couldn't. A met. Because it's hard to describe it because it's like. It's almost kind of like a cursive X can because it's like squiggly Oh, those little line. squiggly things It's stuff? like one line is squiggly and then I think the other one is like straight. Or okay. like something. I know. I'll look it up. So it's... Yeah. Kind of like that, I think. Got it. I could be misremembering, though. I looked at it, like, 20 hours ago. Not 100% sure. It's okay. (laughs) Uh, That's changing the inscription from truth to death. Meant being dead. Uh, Rabbi Jacob Ben... uh, Ben Yeah, Rabbi Jacob Ben Shalom. Arrived in uh, Barcelona. That's where they actually have the Catalonia track for F1. Nerd. I thought it was going to be like some cool like historical fact, and then that's what he drops on me. Well, historically, that's where they test the F1 cars now, almost every year. I don't care about vehicles, Austin. That's too modern for me. Unless it's a carriage, I have no interest. <laughs> 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 I don't know what happened there, but I love it. That's great. All right, Matt and I were trying to figure out what era of the movie we were watching last night, not the one that we went and saw in the theater, the one that 
we'll talk about later. Um, and he was like, what year is this? I'm like, no. <laughs> and, then the guy had like, and then someone like pulled out a gun. And I was like, okay, well, guns are kind of a thing. So I was like, it's maybe. Because he's like, there's no guns in the 1600s. I'm like, yes, there is. And yeah. then it was just like, I don't know. We were thinking more like probably 1500s maybe. Because it was more like a musket. Mm-mm. Not a musket. I'm sorry. The pistol. But you still have um, to do the gunpowder. The thing Captain Jack Sparrow was carrying around. I know, but I w- and now I'm gonna be thinking about the Pirates of the Caribbean theme. Shit, I can't remember. I'm, I'm gonna look it up. I don't want to do too much more because I don't know how much more I could do without us getting in trouble for licensing or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, what, what was that place called well, again? Austin looks at that. Barcelona, Barcelona from Germany in 1325, and remarked. Yeah, remarked that the law of destruction is the reversal of the uh, law of creation. Mm-hmm. One source credits 11th century Solomon. Solomon. E- Solomon, thank you. Even Gabriel. Sure. It was like Gabriel, so. Yeah. But different. Uh, with creating a golem, possibly female, uh, for household chores. Oh, that's just... I don't even remember typing this part. Now I'm angry. <laughs> I'm angry all over again. <laughs> you got, if you need it for housework, make it a girl. All right. So first gun was uh, 1320. Okay. Or, yeah, thir- 1320. Fight me. Oh, that was it. I thought, I thought you were going to go into more. Yeah. Oh, well, it was a Chinese weapon. It was actually really cool how they would do it. So... They actually had it on a stick, and it was like an angled piece of like an iron tube, and then they just put the musket in there, and then they would just light the end to shoot it off. And it yeah, was, I think I remember seeing something where they did that. It, and it was it was crazy because it was like a four foot, maybe a little bit longer than that kind of stick, and like it was so inaccurate. Like you'd have like 50 guys and you'd be lucky if you even hit one. But if you did, it'd do a lot of damage because it was just, no one really had the armor to stop like a musket. Yeah. Well, I mean, such as the way of life, there are always new weapons and new ways that we need to figure out how to defend ourselves. You gotta get together. Science. Science. Before you know it, it'll be laser beams. Uh, Joseph, the hell is that? Del, Medi- uh, Del, Del Medigo? Medigo. Med, whatever. Sure. Informs us in 1625 that many legends of the source are current, uh, prop- particularly. particularly in Germany. Thank you. The earliest known uh, written account of how a golem, how to create a golem, can be found in Sadian, Sadie Raja? Sure. I don't know. I couldn't find it. Uh, by Elzar Ben Judah of Worms of the late 12th and 13th century. Hmm. Worms. I mean, mood. I'm sure nowadays we can find a How to Make a Golem for Dummies book. Probably. I still can't believe those books are still around. I see them every time and I'm like, do people actually use these? I just can't. Probably older people. I mean, I don't see why not. I mean, they cover a lot of good information. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of work. YouTube. Since they raised the year of trying to learn Japanese, Austin, I don't want to read. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lie. I don't have enough time to read. That's my problem. 
can't get sucked up in a good book and just disappear for three hours anymore. Not yet, at least. Soon. <laughs> Soon when I fake my death. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's like the meme where you see the guy who gets all sweaty, like sits up and flip over his pillow and then yeah, suddenly and then backs down and he's in a casket. And everybody freaks out, yes. I was watching, so now I can't remember. There was like, I just saw another meme like that recently. It's great. Moving on. Uh, the Golem of Chelm, or Chelem, uh, the oldest description of the creation of a golem by a historical figure is included in a tradition connected to Rabbi Eli Yahu uh, Chelem, 1550 through 1583. A Polish Kabbalist uh, writing in about 1630 through 1650 reported the creation of a golem by Rabbi Eli Yahu. Uh, thus, and I have heard in a certain and explicit way from several respectable persons that one man living close to our time, whose name is Rabbi Eliyahu, uh, Eliyahu, uh, the mass, mass of the name, who made a creature out of matter and form, and it performed hard work for him for a long period in the name of Emmet, was hanging upon his neck until he finally removed it for a certain reason, the name from his neck, and it turned to dust. A similar account was reported by Christian author Christoph Arnold in 1674. Uh, Rabbi Jacob Emden, 1776, elaborated on the story in a book published in 1748. As an aside, I'll mention here what I had heard from my father's holy mouth regarding the golem created by his ancestor. The Gan, our El uh, Rabbi Eliyahu Baal Shem of blessed memory. When the Gaon saw that the golem was growing larger and larger. He feared that the golem would destroy the universe. He then removed the holy name that was embedded on his forehead, thus causing him to disintegrate and return to dust. Nonetheless, while he was engaged in exaggerating the holy name from him, the golem injured him, scarring him on the face. Mm. Yeah. It's not an easy process. Mm -mm. So according to the Polish Kabbalist, the legend was known to several persons, thus allowing us to speculate that the legend had indeed circulated for some time before it was committed to writing, and consequently, we may assume that its origins are to be traced to the generation immediately following the death of Rabbi Eliyahu, uh, yeah, Eliyahu if not earlier. Ba -ba -ba -bum. Yeah. Very interesting. It is. Uh, the classic narrative of uh, the Golem of Prague. The most famous Gollum narrative involves Judah, what was that? Uh, Loben Bezalo. Loben Bezalo, the late 16th century rabbi of Prague. Prague. Prague? Prague. Prague. Yeah, Prague. It's in France. It sounds like frog. Also, <laughs> known as the uh, Maharal. Maharal? Maharal. Okay. The Maharaja? No, a mackerel. Don't you mean macaroni? <laughs> um, but they uh, reportedly created a golem out of clay from the banks of the uh, Voltala River and brought it to life through rituals and Hebrew incantations to defend the Prague uh, ghetto huh, from uh, anti-Semitic -sem attacks. And Pogroms? Po pogroms, yeah. I have no idea what that is. Outsiders, maybe? Mm. Mm. Uh, depending on the version of the legend, the, the Jews in Prague were to the either expelled or killed under the rule of Rudolf II, the Holy Roman Emperor. 
right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the golem was created, I'm sorry, was called Joseph. Joseph. That is Joseph? I think. I don't know. That's how I say it, but I don't know if I'm right. It's Joseph now. Uh, and was known as uh, Yosel, who was said that he could make himself invisible and deactivate the golem on Friday evenings by removing the uh, Shem mm-hmm. before the Sabbath Saturday began. So it is, so as it let be, I'm sorry, let it rest on the Sabbath. The Friday evening, Rabbi Lowe, mm-hmm. Uh, forgot to remove the, uh, the Shem and feared that the Golem would uh, desecrate mm-hmm. the Sabbath. A different story says, tells the Golem that fell in love and then rejected, I'm sorry, and when rejected became a violent monster seen in most accounts. Some versions have the Golem in t- eventually going on a murder rampage. Why can't we like that? Because that's what happens. You'll fuck with shit. No, you don't true. still bring random creatures to life? They did. Leave them be. No good. Uh, the Support r- necromancy. No. Stop this? it. <laughs> What's what we're saying here? Mind your business. Stop bringing shit to life. Listen to Siren Head. Mind your business. Mind your business. <laughs> I am my way to go. My own business. I have my own undead army. I'm good. Let's go. <laughs> Listen, you're grounded. This place would smell terrible. I don't care how much bleach amber uses. <laughs> it just has to be clean, okay? I'm not, I'm not complaining. I like that it's clean. I know that I'm safe here. <laughs> I'm just saying there's no amount of bleach that could cover up an army of dead people. That's just got to stink. Nah. I'll biodegrading <laughs> and shit. I don't know. <laughs> Disintegrating. No, you're right. Biodegrading. I don't fucking know. Rotting away. What? Uh, where were we? Uh, the rabbi then managed to pull the uh, sl- Shem. Shem, thank you, from his mouth and enable him, him in front Immobilize of... Immobilize him. Immobilizing? hmm Yeah. Immobilizing him in front of the synagogue. Whereupon the golem fell in pieces, the golem's body was stored in the attic. What? Yeah, who's going to look for a pile of rocks up in an attic? In the synagogue attic? Yeah, fuck it. No one's going to look there. You're fine. The whole... Perfect hiding spot. It can't be haunted because it's not like a monster or nothing. Yeah. This is true. And he only obeys one person, and it's not God, so we're good. (laughs) I guess. All right. Um, But they stored in the attic uh, Gisa... Of new, of, I'm sorry, of the new, old new synagogue where it would be restored to life again if needed. According to the legend, the body of the rabbi, rabbi mm-hmm. Long Golem, still lies in the uh, synagogue's attic. When the attic was re- renovated in 
in um, Prague, Gikov district. Zizkov? Zizkov. I don't know. Uh, where Zikov's whatever it was, I'm sorry, television tower now stands. A recent legend tells of a Nazi agent ascending, yeah, ascending to the synagogue attic during the World War II and trying to stab the golem. What? It's the already, golem. Yep. It's already dead. Leave yeah. it be. But he died instead. The attic is not open to the general public. Some Orthodox Jews believe that the um, Maharal. Maha- yeah, that word. I'm not going to try to say it again. It did actually create a golem. The evidence for this belief has been analyzed from an Orthodox Jew prescri- pers- perspective. Thank you. Uh, by Shenner Z. Lehman? Sure. That's what I got. Yeah, nothing. So, yeah. So, golem go out of control. Disband golem. Mm-hmm. Put golem in attic. Hope everything's fine. <laughs> Everything hope, gets stolen. I hope someone knows how to work it on when, when we need it. Because the instructions are on fire. No, I'm kidding. Then if they redo it, aren't they not their master? Or is it a new person that went Well, in? I think it's whoever. But this thing, yeah. Like, can you reawaken a golem that isn't one you created? Exactly. Like, so many other well, answer questions. It wouldn't like, listen you to you. just saying golem. That's weird. Golem? Golem. 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 I've know. been saying golem. Oh. I don't know. I, I say things want. incorrectly. She never fixes it. So <laughs> since I just roll with it, I allow it. So because I'm the one doing it. I fix them sometimes. Okay. If it, unless it's something there, it's like. If it really bothers me, she'll yell at me. Other than that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even mana. Don't mean a thing. Not her job. <laughs> Anyways. So going on into the Golem of Vilna, there is a similar tradition relating to the Vilna Gan, the saintly gen- geni- uh, genius. I almost said genius, genius. like a genie. Anyways, the saintly genius from Vilnius, 1720-1797. Rab- Rabbi Chaim uh, Voloshin, Lith- uh, which is Lithuania, 1749-1821, through 1821. <clears throat> Reported in an introduction to Sifra de Zaniota. Don't know if I said that last part right because Google wasn't helping me. So, uh, that he once presented to his teacher, the Vilna Gan, ten different versions of a certain passage in the Sefer Yitzra, uh, or Yitzira, and asked the Gaan to determine the correct text. The Gaan immediately identified one version as the accurate rendition of the passage. The amazed student then commented to his teacher that which, with such clarity, he should easily be able to create a live human. The Gaan affirmed Rabbi Hayam's assertion and said that he once began to create a person when he was a child under the age of 13. But during the process, he received a sign from heaven ordering him to desist because of his tender age. Hmm. So he's like, yeah, I almost did it at 13. But God was like, hey, maybe not. And I was like, cool. That sounds like a fucking lie to me. Yep. That sounds like a teenager lying about his first time Literally. having sex. Literally. <laughs> yeah, you know, she's okay. Said I blew her mind, though. <laughs> you finished in 15 seconds, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Love I would know about that. I was good, and I didn't have sex during high school. Most likely not by choice. <laughs> Just kidding. Definitely by choice. Kind of. 
Not really. I don't know. Could have been by choice. Could have also been due to circumstances of me being single most of high school. So, e. Well, you dated that one douche canoe. Yeah, I dated that other one. I dated two, and then you, and all of it was somebody three else. months or less. No, I don't think I dated anyone else in high school. I dated like three people. It was me. Stupid. I think his name. Its name was Brad. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and then, the, and then Grandma. Weird name. Don't ask. It was a nickname. Yeah. <laughs> no, I did not actually date Amber's grandmother. <laughs> It was just a weird nickname he had, okay? I we know. still call him that to this day. Right. But, uh, yeah, no, that was it, high school-wise. Anything was right. after. Uh, you know, yeah, that's what I'm probably thinking of, too. Yeah. We've always been together. <laughs> I know. It's, so it's not like I'm keeping so up a teleboard and be like, hmm. Appreciate <laughs> <laughs> this guy. She just this has a, gr- a pie chart <laughs> of my relationships. <laughs> Determined by length of time. <laughs> oh, I can't. Oh, I like that we just have this weird <laughs> obsession with each other. <laughs> is what it boils down to. I'm, I'm, run- <laughs> I'm running your cult. You're tracking my dating history. It's fine. It's all right. <laughs> this is a completely healthy and normal relationship. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> It's like, oh no, I think there's a problem. <laughs> it's only taken you so many years. So many. <laughs> Anyways, where was I? Oh, going on into the hubris theme. Going back to our topic. Uh, the existence of a golem is sometimes a mixed blessing. Golems are not intelligent. And if commanded to perform a task, they will perform the instructions literally. So it's like that time we were driving and there someone told you to take a right here. And I was like, wait, don't say that because she'll make a right even if there's no street here. <laughs> well, you guys would always tell me at the last minute. Oh, yeah, we need to turn left right there. Like, what? <laughs> I know. I was so shitty with the directions. I still am. Um, but yeah, so that's what that makes me think of. There was no turning around. Turn around. Uh, instructions literally so in many depictions golems are inherently perfectly obedient in its earliest known modern form the golem of shalom uh became enormous and uncooperative in one version of the story the rabbi had to resort to trickery to deactivate it whereupon it crumbled upon its creator and crushed him there is a similar hubris theme in Frankenstein, The Sorcerer's Apprentice, and some other stories in popular culture, such as The Terminator. Essentially, the thing you create turns on you. Or if you're Tony Stark, it lasts a whole five minutes before it flips on you. Age well, turn. I'm going to make this thing. Hates him immediately. Thanks. Well, Tony, you kind of fucked yourself over there, friend. Mm-hmm. Not so likable. I'm kidding. All right. What's the next one? Uh, Clay boy. Variation. Variation. A Yiddish and Slavic. Thank you. Slavic folktale of the clay boy, which combines elements of the golem and the gingerbread man. Which I can remember now that from the fucking Brothers Grimm part. Mm -hmm. In which a lonely couple makes a child out of clay with a disastrous or... Comical? Comical consequences. And one um, 
Common. Thank you. I was going to say commotion. I was like, that's, don't <laughs> you say it. <laughs> and one common Russian version. An old couple whose children left home makes a boy out of clay and dries him in their their hearth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Their hearth. Hearth. There we go. The clay boy comes to life. At first, the couple is delighted and treats him like a real child. But the clay boy does not stop growing and eats all of their food and then their livestock. And then the clay boy eats his parents. I mean, it sounds like a normal child to me. I mean, truth. (laughs) (laughs) They're already starting to eat us out of house and home, Austin. (laughs) Oh, so, yeah, but he ate everything. And like you better hide the dog. Right? <laughs> she looks like a cow. <laughs> She's next. <laughs> she grazes like one too. I know that's cute. That's how. Love it. She cow. Oh, keep it. You get better. <laughs> um, blah blah blah, and eats them. The clay boy ramp uh rampages through the town. I'm sorry, the village. Either way, until he smacks. Oh my god! <laughs> Smashed by a think a quit think a quick thinking goat. He's stopped by a goat, Austin. <laughs> this is why you guys need a goat to why? protect you from your children. I want those one goats, the big horns, and it goes. <laughs> I, love, I love it so much. It's the best. I will be out there every day talking to. <laughs> I think. Yeah, and you told me what Felix is like. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I know. oh, he gets it from you. He does get it from you. <laughs> As you say, you're going to go fucking do that with a goddamn goat? It's not like I'm tonguing the goat. <laughs> We're having a conversation. It's serious. <laughs> I want a goat. <laughs> I want a goat. I want a goat. I want a skunk. Uh, a possum. <laughs> Give me these things. I have so little. <laughs> She's so mean. I was going to get her a sloth. <laughs> I do. I want a sloth so bad. She needs. Uh, anyways. Yes. Quick thinking goat. Mm-hmm. Fucking shit up. <laughs> Ain't nothing going to stop a goat. Besides another goat. <laughs> <laughs> I love goats. Golems in popular culture. Literature. Um, Marge Percy. Marge? Marge? Yeah. Something. Marge. Um, <laughs> you don't know what kind of accent, but that's just, it just sounds like you're saying Marge with an accent. Marge. Marge. <laughs> in uh, 1991, author. Arthur. Arthur. Oh, no. Arthur C. Award. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I was laughing about the oh no, not your reading. Because <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was coming. I was just like, all right, oh, we're stuck no. little. <laughs> the way you said it, I was like, I, I was trying not to laugh, but I lost it. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> we're almost there. And I'm fucking it up, man. I'm fired. <laughs> <laughs> Little known fact, Burr fires yourself twice a week. <laughs> if not more. <laughs> um, Arthur C. Clarke award-winning novel, He, She, and, and It, features a substantial, substantial. Mm-hmm. subplot that re- 
tells the story of Rabbi Lowe and his golem. In the 1992 fantasy short story in the seasons by Harry Turtledove. And a partridge and a partridge. <laughs> I thought of that joke yesterday. When I, it. I was like, I have to be quick. And I have to say it. <laughs> that's the worst thing I would think of. That's great. I love it. I approve. Oh, turtle does. Anyways. Um, a golem named Ems helps three Jewish families escape from Puck. Okay. Puck. Poland during the week of Hanukkah, mm-hmm. shortly into the World War II in 1939. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nell Gale... Neil Gaiman's. Thank you. Neil Gaiman's. Uh, American Gods, on the way to the the climax, on the way to the climax, a small, dark, bearded man with a dusky, dusty, Mm -hmm. black derby on his head, curling pays, pays, Mm -hmm. pays at his temples, walks ahead of his companion, yeah, companion, who was twice his height and was... Was the blank colored gray? No, but I can't read right now. <laughs> the blank gray color. Thank you. Blank gray color of good Polish clay. The word inscribed on his forehead meant truth. This is a clear reference of the mythological golem of Prague. Yeah, I gotta fucking read this book, man. It sounds good. It's been re- referenced in a lot of like the deity and like religious stuff we've like done. And now I'm interested. It's nice. So, going on into film and television, uh, The Golem, 1967, is a French TV movie directed by Jean Kirschbron, uh, adapted from Gustav Meyrink's novel. Um, Golem, the 41st episode of Gargoyles. Eh? Ooh. Eh? Don't remember this episode at all, but hey, 90s. 90s. <laughs> uh, Gargoyles originally aired on December 14th, 1995. Involves a man trying to achieve immortality by transferring his soul into the golem of Prague. Or Prague. Uh, the 1997 X-Files episode Kaddish featured a, co- um, a golem. In the Simpsons 2006 episode Treehouse of Horror 17, the golem of Prague is the key character Prague. in the second segment. Prague, whatever. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> the golem of Prague is the key character in the second segment. You gotta know when to golem. Where the Simpson family also creates a second female golem made of Play-Doh, who is voiced by Fran Drescher. Mm. So now I'm like kind of wanting to see this episode. <laughs> so in the 2018 movie The Golem, which is the movie I watched yesterday, yay! yay. First day of Spooktober. Spooktober. So a woman, I love this. A woman creates a golem to protect her village from a group of thugs. The child golem reminds the woman of her drowned son. This isn't even covers a 16th of the storyline of this movie. They tried to cram so much in the beginning, and then they didn't go back to revisit these things. Jesus Christ. So it, like, starts talking about, like, the... the wait, wait, that's the end of it? That's all it put down? Yeah. Yeah, for the for the movie description. It's the, that's the entire description? Yeah, I know. And I watched it yesterday and I was like, this is bullshit and it doesn't do it justice. I was about to say, that's like the stupidest movie right there. Oh, there's all sorts of things. It has way too much stuff, but I'm here for it. It's It's on the list already. Talking about a Jewish village. But then 
They're hated by their other village that you didn't even know was there until about 20 minutes into the movie. And then they have the fucking plague happening to them. But not the village, the other village. Not the Jewish village, the other village. And they're like... And then, yeah, and then they're like the sisters getting married, which you didn't know she had a sister until about like 10 minutes into the movie. And then it was instantly like, oh, you're getting married. And they're like, yay, it's the wedding. And then the guys from the other village are like, hey, guess what? My daughter's sick, so you're going to fucking fix it because you're Jewish and you're casting spells. Yeah, it was it was wild. And then like her son's dead. But like when you think about it, it seems more like of a fact of that, like, you know, he was like a stillborn or something or like she can't have kids or something like that. So they allude to it like that. But then it's like halfway through the movie, you're like, oh, wait, he was like 10 and he drowned. Like, what is happening? <laughs> Some really shitty writing. Yeah, it was just it was very all over the place and tacked in. But and the um, special effects were super cheesy. But like I said, some of the deaths were hilarious. Like people's heads would just blow up. Nice. Yeah, they're just like golems have psychic powers, I guess, and just blow people's head up. This shit was wild. I was here for it. It's great. Oh, and going back to Inuyasha with Kiki. Oh, yes. Yes. They had, what, her ashes, though? I think it was like her ashes or something, because I know she's like not a corpse. She's not a corpse, yeah. Like, there was a witch. She Tained Kikyo's ashes somehow. I don't remember how. She had this kind of clay. She baked it and everything else for a few days. And then it got buried? Or she cracked out of that mold that she made. Yeah. And then she's just like, oh, yeah, you know, she wasn't very smart in the beginning. Like, she was, like, lifeless. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, you know, I'm going to have you do this and this and this. And she ends up killing the lady. She kills the lady, and she doesn't have a soul, but she keeps the soul eater, eaters around her. Yeah, it's because like they she, bring her, yeah, some uh, like essence to live off of. I think the souls, like she lives off the souls a little bit, mm-hmm. and, and it's, it's like cool. she kind of have has memories of being Kikyo, but like I don't, know, I feel like her character development over the series, like she does develop a little more. Yeah, she remembers emotionally. She has a thing with. Well, has feelings for Inuyasha, but she's just like, I'm dead, and I'm a corpse, and I don't need to be here, and blah, 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 blah. I'm just Very angry. angsty, yeah. I'm just like, damn, bitch. You're a hardcore bitch, and now you're just a prick. But I'm kind of into that. Right? <laughs> I'm just like, my boy needs to get with you instead of that fucking Good incarnation of yours. Oh, my God. It's not even an incarnation. That's a joke. It was you. Get him <laughs> <in>! <laughs> so literally just from one episode if you did a shot every time they said each other's name you would be dead these are Fuck like 30 it. minutes let's do episodes. it tonight no. i've got three movies listen or maybe four you don't work until two yeah but i also need to go into work alive <laughs> you'll be fine oh yeah i'll bring the celery in after you <laughs> <laughs> And then this time you don't go in. Oh my god, and then my one boss that's on vacation is like, I'm gone for so many days. And I'm like, what? I got this. And then on top of that, and then afterwards, like, you just walk in the next day and be like, and everyone's like, how are you walking? I thought you broke your knees. Like, 
What are you talking about? <laughs> I just cracked them. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, have you heard my ankles going down some stairs? <laughs> I'm convinced quite a few people that they thought I straight up broke my ankle because it would, like cracks so loud. They're like, oh my god. I'm like, what? <laughs> Is that a problem? I'm very creaky and old. <laughs> but anyways, back to pop culture. And pop culture. But yeah, if you want to see the Gollum movie, I think it's good for at least one watch. Yeah. I don't know if I'd watch it again, but it's good for one. Very interesting. And like, it's always just cool to like see horror movies done with other religions as opposed to Christianity Christianity and Catholicism all the time. Gotta switch it up. Mm. And not just like, oh, it's an Egyptian mummy. Like, I want the scoop. No, I want like the cool, like, traditional aspect of it mm. but i digress so going on into comics uh marvel comics resurrected the golem of prague or prague as a heroic character created by levin uh Lenvin, uh and john busima first appearing in number 134 of the second series of the incredible hulk then in issue number 174 of strange tales in 1974 lasting only for two more issues the reappeared uh, reappearing sporadically in other Marvel comic series. Full Metal Alchemist, a Japanese manga series, follows the story of a young alchemist who, after a failed attempt to revive his mother, although alchemy, uh, his mother, although mother through alchemy, must attach the soul of his younger brother to a suit of armor. This attachment is performed through the inscription of an alchemic circle in the suit of armor, which, if smudged or broken, would end the younger brother's life. So, yeah, pretty similar. Yeah. Like Emmet and then, you know, the alchemy. Yes. And then lastly, <laughs> I forgot about this one. In James Strum's 2001 graphic novel, The Golem's Mighty Swing, a Jewish baseball team in the 1920s creates a golem to help them win their games. Shut the fuck <laughs> There's no crying in baseball. <laughs> I just love it. It's like Yeah, his fun. name is Rocky. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, where's uh, his face? <laughs> and uh, they gotta have a why face. Why is he why is he a pile of rocks? <laughs> That's not always the case. Was it um pretty like more statuesque? And yeah, just rocks. <laughs> All right. Why does he look like one of the Chinese 500? You know, the hidden Chinese the statues. Kakata. Oh, I was like, what are you talking about? Oh, I hate it. Maybe they're not standing it that also close sounded like, like it was going to sound super racist. It's no, not. no, no, but no, yeah, no. The terracotta soldiers. That one. Yeah. We got to see some Maybe. of those. I don't know, the Chinese 500 sounded like some kind of race. That's yeah, why because I was like, it, oh, I mean, like, there was 500 statues, wasn't it? Oh. I can't remember the official count. I, I know it was, it was 5, a lot. Was it 5,000? It's I know, a lot. I know it was a lot, yeah. And there's still more there. Mm-hmm. And there's some that are, like, damaged. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so. Golems also play baseball, yo. Yeah. That, that, would, that would kill me. If it was a Takata warrior doing it, that'd be oh, yeah. like well, Full suit of armor and everything. Well, and also just, like, the, uh, what should we call it, um... Like the Airbud series, there we go. Ah. Utilizing a non-human thing that's like surprisingly good at sports, and then there's like 
no rule in the baseball rules that a column can't be <laughs> on a baseball team. Person has to be a living being. Nah. Like sure, Turbo. He... Right, yeah. And they're just like, he's like, and nothing's stopping the sponge from entering, but does anybody do it? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's a great movie. Moving on. Tabletops and video games. Yay. Uh, Golems appear in the final, uh, the fantasy, sorry, role-playing game Dungeons & Dragons. Wow. And the influence of Dungeons & Dragons has led to the incantation. Inclusion. Thank you. Inclusion of Golems and other ben- benchtop, <laughs> <laughs> tabletop. Uh, you know, the mobile game. <laughs> I mean that too. <laughs> tabletop role-playing games. Uh, Golem is the name of one of the 151 generation of... One mm-hmm. Pokemon series that uh, debuted. Thank you. Debuted in uh, Pokemon Red and Blue in 1996. Pokemon Golbert and Golette and Golurk? That doesn't sound right. I don't know. I, I haven't paid attention to any Because they're the rocks and then they get bigger and more circular and stuff. Bad. I don't know. Uh, anyway, they are more similar in traditional golems. They're probably more statuesque, like as opposed to the Pokemon Golem. Where is he? Is Golem the round one? Yeah, because it's he's the yeah, it's Geo Dude, Graveler, Graveler, yeah, and then Golem, yeah, Golem. Come the round on, one. this is the hundred fifty one. You Listen. should know these all by heart. Gotta catch them all. What kind of nineties kid are you? Listen, I don't care about those. Do you know the Pokemon <laughs> I care about? I care about Abras. <laughs> I care about Cubones. I care about Eevees. And Arcanines. No Togepi's? Togepi's. Well, if we're talking next generation, yeah, Togepi's included, but this first He gen. was in the movie. He was in, actually... The main TV show, the original the, one. Because he had For to like carry around Because he was yeah. carrying around the fucking egg, and then And then like, it finally hatched, and Misty had him, so... <clears throat> Sorry, bitches. Shit was Loophole. wild. Anyway. Do you think they were just like, man, we should probably do something with this egg, huh? <laughs> like, probably. Just half-assed a Pokemon, because they're like, ah, shit. <laughs> I loved him, though. He's still my favorite. Continuing on. Yes. Um, in the sci-fi shooter Warframe, nerd, uh, features a gigantic... Oh, I'm the nerd for this. Shh, I'm reading. <laughs> <laughs> so loud. I'm pretty sure she didn't type look at Austin saying nerd. I mean, it's in the, the abbreviations right here. It's in the subtext. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we read each other's secret messages in between the lines. You wouldn't know either. <laughs> and you would never find out because you don't read. Uh, <laughs> you poor thing. You're just like, I'd rather be called a whore right now. <laughs> it's slut shaving or you're illiterate. Pick one. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, we love you. Oh my god. Anyway, um Warframe features a gigantic boss known as the Jordan Golem, which is an uh Agolan- Am- amalgamation. I gotta see it. Starts with an A. Uh Alamigation of Infested Flesh merged. Oh yeah, so it's the infested. So think of like um Oh like the little flood things that yeah, you Yeah, like me? the flood from like Halo Three. It's very similar. Okay. Um, that word, though, of infested 
Flesh emerged with ship technology from the corpse corpus corpus faction controlled by a corporated corrupted corrupted digital known as uh Cephalon. There you go. Yeah, Cephalon. Which fun fact while typing corpus faction, I almost wrote corpus fan fiction. <laughs> I was a little half awake and half paying attention on that latest bit of it. And I was like. <laughs> so the corpus are um, like technology based uh, group that is very about like robots and whatnot. And so they made this and then it got infected by the flood for mm-hmm. lack of better terms. So kind of like the Coquito d- disease. Like Halo or- 3. Like well, when I the flood going, takes over the ship and everything. I was going my more different nerd route of Ergo Proxy, which I still have to finish. Ergo um, Proxy. I know what that is. Yeah. It's just like, anyway, anyway, so there's like a disease going on attacking people's androids or technology called the Coquito virus, and it makes them like human. Mm-hmm. I guess. It's murderous. But that. this one is more like the flood because it's like you get to see all the, the stuff there. Well, yeah. I'm not saying it's exactly like that, but that's just what they, oh. it was technology infested with a virus. Yeah. But no, I mean, doing this mission freaking sucks because like the bot, it's a boss fight and the boss is a huge bullet sponge. So it takes like 20 to 30 minutes. Yeesh. Yeah. It's so much fun. That's exactly why I stopped playing that game. You didn't even get to that mission. It doesn't matter. I played it enough and I was just like. I think I started playing that one, but again, it's just like, it's so hard for me to play any video games because I don't have the time to just get sucked in for hours like I used to. I miss those times. I know. Back when we were poor and jobless. Right. (sighs) No break for us, even though it's Rona. Those were the days. Anyways. (laughs) Glory days. (laughs) But yeah, no. So that was a column though. And like, this is like a third maybe of like the stuff of pop culture like i'd include music there was like a science bullet point thing but i think it was for like a technology thing like they named some robot a golem or something i don't fucking know sounds about right i didn't include it it bored me <laughs> i don't know but i figured too i would just kind of go with more mainstreamish stuff that is familiar to where it could like you know you people can put that connotation together so yeah no that movie was fucking wild Definitely give it at least one watch. I don't know if I'd watch it again. One watch. Solid, like, you enjoy, like, meh or, like, five and a half, six out of ten. But it was good. Interesting. Like I said, I always like a good, different storyline. It looked interesting. That's why it's on my my list. And different cultures. Mm-hmm. So what I need to do is I just need to start watching more foreign horror. My one friend keeps like su- has suggested a couple to me that I'm like, okay, I'm gonna watch these. Haven't gotten to it yet, but they're on my list because I'm interested in checking those out. So yeah, anything else? Comments, questions, concerns? We all just want to eat and party. Is what's happening? Yeah, let's do it. So yes, um, rate, subscribe, follow, donate, donate and have a spooky night because it's motherfucking October, y'all. Spooky. First October episode. Gonna do some more spooky shit. Halloween. Happy Spooktober. Spooktober. You'll hear from us next week. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.